Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. All right, Monica, let's get this show started. Let's talk McDonald's. We haven't talked about McDonald's in a while. Actually, I don't think, I don't think, I don't, is this the first time we talked about McDonald's? I can't remember how. This is episode 75. Well, I just saw in the news that McDonald's has sold out of all of their quarter pounder scented candles, Monica. Scented candles out of quarter pounders. Did you know there's six of them? I had no idea. No. So like, okay, so there's a quarter pounder candle and this is the first time I'm hearing of it. So I'm totally out of it. But like, what are the six cents? Let me tell you. Sesame seed bun, ketchup, onions, pickles, cheese and the last one 100% fresh beef yes if you light a candle for 100% fresh beef it smells like beef I guess I don't know so okay so it's so it's ingredients for the quarter pounder so if you burn them all together it smells like a quarter pounder I'm that's what I'm assuming I don't know that's (laughs) you know what I'd much prefer I'd much prefer if someone spend their time inventing perfume that smells like bacon because I have a feeling like that would be extremely popular. Like if I smelled that like would bacon be. all the time, I think like I would be killing it. I'd be killing the game. <laughs> it's like those pheromones. <laughs> Ever see that movie with uh, Sandra Bullock? It's Love Potion number nine. It's this really, really old movie, this romantic comedy. And she develops this perfume that all guys like flock to her. It's Have you ever seen that movie? It's a great movie. Great. I haven't seen it. Awesome 1980s romantic comedy. Oh, okay. it's it's so I'll good. You have down. to watch it. Yes. I have a list that I have to watch. Okay. Sandra Definitely. Bullock is a nerdy scientist and she develops this potion and she sprays it. Every man that she wants flocks to her. It's a great movie. So good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of McDonald's, Monica, Shamrock Shake season is here too. Yeah. Started last week. So it's actually the 50th anniversary of the Shamrock Shake. Who knew it's been around so long? And, you know, it's always been one of those things I notice people either love it or hate it. It's either because the green color or the mint flavor, but it's been out on the street for about a week. Maybe not quite a week, but they have the Shamrock Shake and they have a special uh, Shamrock McFlurry, which is, you know, soft serve and it's green, of course, and Oreo cookies. You can get other toppings on it too. But it's going to be around in celebration of, of course, St. Patrick's Day. But 50 years of one thing is pretty amazing, I think. Yeah, 50 years. Wow. I am in the not feeling the shamrock shake crowd. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I think the green just kind of weirds me out a little bit. But to be fair, I don't really eat a lot of the shakes from McDonald's mm-hmm. or the McFlurries. Mm-hmm. I'm a Sunday guy myself. I'm a McDonald's Sunday guy, so... Um, that's what I'll usually gravitate to. But okay, well maybe you know. we'll do a t- taste test and I'll color the shamrock shakes different colors and see if you can pick it out in a lineup. And you know we'll have a brown one, we'll have a gray one, <laughs> we'll have a red one, <laughs> <laughs> and see. We'll see what the psychological impact is of green on people's yeah. desirability towards a milkshake. It sounds super scientific to me. Sure, why not? <laughs> All right. Welcome to our show, everyone. This is the Seattle Foodie Podcast, episode 76. She's Monica. I'm Nelson. Monica, it's been 76 episodes. 
Have we lasted longer than the Beatles? I cannot believe we've br- we haven't broken up yet and gotten back together and broken up again and gotten back together. This is crazy. Well, there's still time. I mean, 2020 could be the year for breakups, right? <laughs> yes, I mean, it's, yes. there's still time. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. <laughs> Harry and Meghan broke up from the British. Mm-hmm. You know, she, they left England and they. I heard they dropped their Sussex brand. Is that what it was? I, can, I yeah. think that's what it is. And so anything can happen. Anything can happen. I think we're going to be together for a little while more, though, because we just had stickers made. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I totally forgot. Yes, we have business cards now. We're official and we have stickers made. So until I use up all those stickers and those business cards, we're going to have to stay together until then. Oh, man, I'm almost out, though. So what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a contest. Okay, not a contest. <laughs> Monica, we have a jam-packed show today. It is so full. We've decided we're not going to do an interview. We're going to talk about all of the things that we have on our list. We have so many recaps. We have three events to talk about. And we did the whole three days of the Seattle wine and food experience. And we're going to talk all about that at the end. So let's go ahead and get started with the recaps. Let's do it. Tuesday. Man, I felt like we were every day was an event that we went to. <laughs> Wasn't it though? Because was. that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> On Tuesday, we started the week off with the Big Bang. I'm talking about the Star Chef Seattle Rising Stars. It was at Block 41. Monica, you and I were there for the whole thing from the awards ceremony to the tasting gala afterwards. We even did some interviews, too. Mm-hmm. We celebrated several people in the Seattle culinary world who received awards. And for their reward, Monica, they got to cook for us. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yay. Yay, us. <laughs> it's so- it's so backwards. Isn't it usually when you are receiving an award that you should be celebrated and people should cook for you and pour drinks for you? No, no, no. That's not how that happens. They cook for everybody else. It's it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Huh? <laughs> sounds, sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Masuko Soma, congratulations to her. She took home three awards, including the big prize, the art of presentation, which was mm-hmm. included a $5,000 check. This sounds funny, but one of the best things we ate there was bread, Monica. Yes, the Bene Miso Green Onion Loaf from Ben Campbell of Ben's Bread and Sea Creatures. It was so good with their miso butter and their other butters that came with it. Monica, I'm not lying. That bread is probably the best thing we ate there. Uh, I agree with that. Um, there, are a, Most of you guys kept standing in line. I just kept eating the bread that people brought to me. But I kind of feel like we were eating so much bread. We we're so good for business. Like we should have gotten a loaf to take back to our table. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Also, we love the raspberry Balinese meringue from Crystal Chew of Canlis. The dessert wine pairing. It was amazing, Monica. I wish I got a picture of it because, oh, so sweet. I brought it back. I was the first in line to grab that dessert because I knew it was going to be really, really popular. And then when I brought it back and you were waiting in the line for Archipelago, I had you taste it and you were like, holy crap. So (laughs) you knew it was good. It it was absolutely good. And you're right. You know, one of the reasons that you like that wine is because it was sweeter. And the deal with it is that it wasn't fermented all the way. And so mm-hmm. it kept a lot of that sweetness to it and went perfectly with that dessert. And I agree. It was just beautiful and well composed. And so kudos to Crystal Tree of Canlis. Monica, what else did you like there? 
Well, I have to say, uh, Melissa Miranda did it again from Musang. She had these squid ink noodles and they were amazing. It was served with fried squid chicharron and smoked fish and it was just delicious. Another one of our favorites is from Shota Nakajima at Adana. He made potato mochi and it was in this really dreamy broth served with clams and chanterelles, herbs, chancho peppers and pickles and I just wanted more, but you know, I just kept, it was just too much food, you know? So I just, you know, I, I went back to liquid diet and drank wine all night. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it because every food pairing came with a wine or some sort yeah. of cocktail pairing. Totally. I think at no anchor, I couldn't stop drinking their coffee. It was a non-alcoholic coffee. It was so mm -hmm. good. I mm -hmm. love that one. It was a great night. I thought it was, the food was very exceptional. 17 chefs just cooking all at once. Oh, such a fun night. That was a great night. It was a great night. And, you know, I think I got through almost all the pairings, the wine pairings. So good job, Monica. Yeah, good job, Monica. <laughs> I'm virtually patting you on the back right now. I know. Virtual I can pat. feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Let's see. No, it was, it was a night to remember. And we got to get dressed up a little bit. Well, some of us, some of our friends came and like, you know, polo shirts and sweats, <laughs> but we got dressed up. You had beautiful shoes. I was loving it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I need a new shoe wardrobe. I'm, I was looking through and I'm like, I've got two pairs of running shoes, some bowling shoes that, you know, I always wear. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's about you're a bowler. it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good bowler. Yeah. I heard group yeah. full of good, good bowlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not a bowler, but I had to go to, Nordstrom and just buy some new shoes. And yeah, mm -hmm. I, I needed a new wardrobe update. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, Monica, the next day after Star Chefs, we had dinner. Tell us about where we went to in Queen Anne. Oh, yeah. This was kind of our chill night. Uh, we, we went, <laughs> you and I went for a tasting at Lazy Susan, and that's in Queen Anne. And you know, I'm always a fan of chicken wings. And so we ordered some of those two different types and crispy tofu, which is something that usually when I order, you kind of scowl at me because when we're not out eating, you're at home eating, you know, pretty much vegetarian uh, when we're not eating out. Uh, but the crispy tofu was fried really well and was seasoned well. But for me, Nelson, the star of the show was the Korean hangover soup, which was really fitting considering I was hungover. But it was so delicious and so complex and comforting. And it just made me feel it just made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> Korean hangover soup was so good. I kept I think I ate three bowls of it. <laughs> I know, we couldn't stop. It looked like a really big bowl. And um, yeah, we ate a number of, yeah, we pretty much ate the whole thing. And then I had a spice pear sidecar. Uh, that was delicious and perfect for happy hour. And you had a slushy with a flamingo yeah. because fruity pebbles. <laughs> Lavender pina colada. That's it. Mm -hmm. Three words. Three words. Mm -hmm. Sold. Sold. That, they had slushies there. Guys, that yeah. was really, really good. You also had the Colby lettuce wraps too. Oh yeah. I thought that was good. Oh, we didn't even mention the bulgogi burrito that I had. Oh my God, that was so good. Monica, thank you so much for letting me take that home because I ate that for lunch the next day. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know about you. I love burritos. I just love them. You mix it with bulgogi and just a Korean fusion with Mexican food. Love it. Always love it. It was so much food. <laughs> <laughs> and we were still full from the night before. I was still hungover from the night before. I'm just like, I can't eat a burrito, man. I just can't do it. <laughs> so glad you enjoy. 
So guys, uh, it's it's really nice there, and you know it was really busy during happy hour, and so that's a great thing when you see when you see a place is really busy for happy hour, you know they have good deals and probably good food and drinks, and that's what we experience. Or if you want a quieter dinner, go in later. But um, I really like the space; is really kind of cool with some of the art and uh, the the neon sign. The sign you're looking yeah. for is here. <laughs> <laughs> and the eating continued on Saturday because we had brunch at SLU. Monica, tell us about that one. Whose idea was it to have brunch before another event? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was me. <laughs> I think it was you, Monica. I know, like, I know. Let's just fit it in. Let's try to fit it in. Let's do it. And I'm like, know, okay, sure. I know. So we kicked off Saturday at Jack's Barbecue, and they have a location in Salt Lake Union, and they serve brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 10 a.m., so Nelson, you and I probably ordered just a tad too much food, but that's okay because Jack came to have brunch with us. So we shared a little bit. Uh, I My favorite was the brisket on a biscuit with added egg. And you get your choice of a cheddar jalapeno biscuit or a regular. So I chose a cheddar jalapeno. And there is a spicy jam that sort of really just, just made it all come together. We also had the brisket and tomato eggs Benedict, which was something that you loved very much also, Nelson. Uh, tell us about that. I love Eggs Benedict, and but here's the thing. Whenever I order Eggs Benedict, it's never the classic ham and poached egg one with hollandaise sauce. I never get that one. It's always mm-hmm. either with salmon or something else with like cured bacon or pork belly or something like that. And this one was with brisket, Monica. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. The brisket was really, really tender. I think for your brisket in a biscuit, as well as my Eggs Benedict, I that. Jack makes some mean brisket. It's really tender. He does. And I I wasn't sure how I feel about the tomato because it was basically a sliced tomato on the bottom of the Benny. And actually that fresh component uh, went really well. And so I was surprised that, you know, nothing was done to the tomato. It was just raw tomatoes, really good. Um, For sure. I agree with you. We also had the, about the brisket being tender and people have been asking me a lot of questions about it, saying that they'd had mixed experiences around town over the years. And, you know, I mean, the brisket was tender and the smoke ring was lovely and it had still some fat on it and it it was delicious. So both of us think so. Yeah. It had great fat to meat Mm -hmm. ratio. It was really good. I really liked it as well as the Wagyu chicken fried steak. Man. I'm a huge fan of chicken fried steak, Monica. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. And that came on a barbecue plate. So guys, you order a barbecue plate and then you get your choice of protein. So that Wagyu chicken fried steak, you could really tell the quality of the meat, even though it had been fried up. So that that batter isn't hiding anything. It still capitalizes on the flavor and quality of the Wagyu. And in terms of drinks, well, you know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, so I got to have a Texmosa. And that came with smoked orange juice. And so it was a little bit of a unique taste, but I enjoyed it a lot. And Nelson, you had a Bloody Mary with, you know, it was pretty much brunch in a glass because you had that with added bacon. And I saw there was all kinds of things in there. The bacon. You even had a taste of that bacon. It's a mm-hmm. thick cut of bacon just rolled up. And then they had some okra as well as limes, lemons, pickles, you name it. It was olives. Everything was in there. Jack mentioned that he uses their bar. They put barbecue sauce, their own barbecue sauce yeah. in their Bloody Mary. Yeah, they do. And so one of the things that makes their Bloody Marys taste so good is that they put the barbecue sauce in there, which gives it a little bit of a unique taste. And that's often an ingredient that people can't quite identify or figure out why it's so good. So guys, that's it. Jack said it's the barbecue sauce in the Bloody Mary, and that makes a difference. Yeah. And he had his special drink that you really want to go back to, that grapefruit drink. Yeah. 
Well, he said that he would share until I sipped it and really liked it. <laughs> then he's just like, no, I'm drinking it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Sorry, Jack. Um, but it was it was very delicious. I normally don't like grapefruit drinks, but really this one was balanced well, so it wasn't overly bitter or sour. I mean, that's the reason I don't like grapefruit, but I really loved it. It was beautiful as well. It's an underrated place for brunch, guys. I know, I know. When you think brunch, you don't really think Jack's Barbecue, but you have to try the brunch here. It's they have some really, really great items uh, out in the SLU location only. Mm-hmm. For sure. And guys, so if you're not like me and Nelson, like to eat like heavy cuts of beef for brunch, they also have traditional stuff. So you can get pancakes there and fruit and like grits and like lighter things as well. I just like meat for brunch. <laughs> no, you guys got to check it out. And thank you. I, thank you, Jack's Barbecue, because we got – that was such a fun experience. I've, I mean – Again, we have so many opportunities, Monica. We have to have, to have brunch with Jack himself. Mm-hmm. I think that was so much fun. Yeah, and he's always around, guys. If you're having brunch there or at the Georgetown location, wherever you're eating, he'll be there walking around, checking, saying hi to you. <laughs> yeah. That's a bonus. That's a bonus. All right, Monica, let's get on to events. Mm-hmm. We got three to talk about. I'll start it off. Eat, meet, repeat. Restaurant After Hours is this Tuesday at the Seattle Aquarium. Monica, we got to go last year. You're not joining me this year because I'm taking someone else because I believe you're doing something else as well. Party it up at night at the aquarium. Say hi to Nemo. Touch a starfish. And you can grab some pasta. Not at the same time. So separate hands, guys. Like touch the starfish with your right and then eat your pasta with the left. Okay? (laughs) There's also going to be some chocolate. And you can eat all the gelato you want from Nutty Squirrel afterwards. Okay? Yes. You can do all of this at Seattle Metro's Chambers yearly event. There's going to be so much food and there will be new vendors from last year. Monica, you had a great time. I had a great time. It gets packed. Come early. Maybe go see the fish for a while. Check it out the aquarium and then go eat some food afterwards. I don't know. Maybe Mm -hmm. you do it the reverse way. But yeah, it's going (laughs) to be a fun night. My one pro tip, guys, and this is for sure from last year, if you're interested in dessert, hit the dessert first. Like when we were coming in, there was nobody in the Nutty Squirrel Gelato line, but it got really long. It's hard to get in later on. So change it up a bit. Have dessert first. Enjoy all of that. It's also better for your digestion. So you'll digest the dessert quicker (laughs) that way. You have some time to walk it off a little bit. But uh, yeah, for sure. Nutty Squirrel Gelato, my favorite. Oh, Monica, you just told me I just got flashbacks as a child. My mom used to let us have dessert to shut us up for the rest of the dinner. <laughs> so they would, she would order. I don't know where we go. Let's say we go to dinner at Denny's or something like that. She does would that order work my with brother you? and I. Yes, it does. It does. We would have okay, good strawberry or chocolate sundaes. <laughs> and then we would have at the beginning, we would eat that. And then they would shut us up for the rest of the night because we weren't complaining about having dessert. And then we would have dinner. Everything was great from there. It was We were not problem child okay. children at all. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. From now on, we're always eating dessert first when we go for tasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right, everyone. Restaurant After Hours, if you want to get tickets, you can still purchase them. Just go to seattlechamber.com. Also, if you go to my account page, the link is in the profile. So check them out there. Monica, you and I are big fans of Lady Yum, and we're going to be going to this thing on Saturday. Tell us about this event. Well, Nelson, it's leap year, and that means an extra day to be extra with Lady Yum. And I'm always down for macarons and mischief. 
So Lady Yum will be raising money for the Seattle Humane Society on Saturday, February 29th at their Pioneer Square location only from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. You get to channel your personality through an animal-inspired portrait. You get to play bingo and test your luck. I'm interested in bingo. I haven't played bingo in a long time. And you can also get custom macarons and drinks for this special event at this location only. As Nelson said, we're going to be there. So come join us for a great cause and tons of fun. Monica, you're hiding the whole story behind it. It's drag queen bingo. Not just regular bingo, Monica. It's drag queen bingo. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that in my notes. Yeah. You're right. Then it's going to be that much more interesting and fun. Heck yes. I love bingo in general. Did you ever go, used to go to like muckle shoot and play bingo before I would turn 21? You couldn't go to the casinos, right? So what did we do when we were 18, between 18 and 21? We go to muckle shoot and play bingo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With our daubers. Cool story. <laughs> I love bingo. What's a dauber? I don't know what that is. The dauber? The dauber is a thing that you mark the Oh, the marker. With. They're called daubers. No, it's a marker. Use the marker. It's not a dauber. What is that? Dauber, that's that's the character from Harry Potter. That's Dobby. (laughs) (laughs) That's Dobby. Nah, it's a dauber. I don't know. Dobby. All right. Isn't it maybe dauber? Is that a nickname for like some character in the police academy? One of those one through six? Someone? Isn't there like a dauber? No, dauber was a guy in coach. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh he was <laughs> i just googled it and i'm gonna say that i'm right and so i'm gonna let you google it after the show is over yeah. but i'm just saying that dauber is the name for a plastic bottle with a sponge-like tip filled with translucent ink and as numbers are called a player uses the dauber to mark each number okay if you say so whatever oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i will post evidence on our stories <laughs> Dobby, not Dauber. <laughs> All right, Nelson, you got one more event for us. Yes, this is also on Leap Day, man. February 29th. That's a big one. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Do you have a friend that saw that has a birthday that celebrates Leap Year on Leap, yeah. on Leap Day? It's totally weird. It's totally weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's weird to say like Happy Seventh Birthday, right? <laughs> <We're> just <laughs> like they're 28. I know. Yeah, I'm just like hey, <laughs> I was like, all right, seven years old. All right, so. Theo's Chocolate Broken Bar Day. We talked about this from a previous episode last year, so I'm not going to spend too much time. You guys might already know about it. Theo's Chocolate in Fremont has a broken bar day where they sell chocolate that don't quite make it to the final production. For $10, you can get a one-pound bag of chocolate. And because it's a leap year, they're doing it February 29th, starting at 9 a.m. Yes, 9 a.m. So make sure, Monica, wait in line for me at 7 a.m. And I'll I'll see you at 8.55. Stock up on your chocolate. There will be new flavors that have never been offered on Broken Bar Day, so that's cool. And the first 10 customers in line will get Theo's newest flavors, PB&J and coffee and cream, and they're going to get a Theo mug too. So, Monica, more incentive to get there at 7 in the morning. Go get in line. Oh, I'm on it. I'm all over it. <laughs> I got I got you, Nelson. I'm totally there. <laughs> I'll be there with bells and whistles on it. It doesn't matter how long the line is. Or how long I have to wait, I'll be there. Now you said in years past that it does sell out pretty fast, right? So if you get there at twelve, it's probably all gone. Those broken bars, yeah. 
It kind of depends on the time of year and what specials they're offering. So often, you know, when they're selling broken bars, they also have other promotions going on. And so it depends on like what they're promoting around that time. So it sounds like there are some flavors that people might be interested in. So it depends on how hot those are. If they have broken bar root beer barrel, I am all over that. <laughs> you mean <and> root beer. <laughs> I, I do. I love it. I don't know. And soda flavors. I'm telling you guys want to win me over. Buy me those Coca-Cola gummy candies or anything root beer flavored, root beer flavored dum-dums, the Coca-Cola dum-dums, the Sprite dum-dums. I don't Yeah. All those things. Do you like actual root beer? Because I don't think I've ever seen you drink a root beer. Yes. I drink root beer and sarsaparilla. Isn't that what that is? Cream soda. Sa- I drink that sarsaparilla. as well. Yeah. Hmm. Love good well, root beer. Well, that's weird because like you're in Issaquah, you're by Triple X, which they serve an epic root beer float. They do, but I've drank so many of those when I was a kid. I kind of got <laughs> so sick of big, them. Aren't they? They're yeah. so big. <laughs> but I love going to breweries and they have root beer on tap. I always, yes. I would rather, I would rather have root beer like Crater Lake root beer on tap or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's always so much better than just getting a beer sometimes, and I love it. Uh, it's not better than a beer, but it's better than getting root beer out of a can for uh, sure. Okay, yeah, I agree to disagree, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay I think we're ready. For the, for the grand finale yeah. of the day. This is our grand finale, guys. Oh, my gosh. I still feel so bloated from three days of eating from this. We're talking about the Seattle Wine and Food Experience. Three days of eating and drinking events ended the week for us with the Seattle Food and Wine Experience. It was hosted by the Seattle Magazine and Inside Seattle. Thursday kicked it off with comfort, feel-good food, and crafty brews at Soto Park. Friday, we got all dressed up and swanky for pop bubbles and seafood and the Great Hall at the Union Station. And then on Saturday was the pinnacle, the grand tasting at Bell Harbor. Let's talk about each day, Monica. Let's do it. Let's kick it off with comfort, Nelson. I really love the food and also Soto Park. I love that venue. That was the first time I've ever been into Soto Park. Normally when I'm driving by, there's usually like a wedding there or some sort Mm -hmm. of event. Man, there's so much beer. Lots of beer I drank, Fremont Brewing, Ghost Fish, our friends at Elysian. I had so much beer there. Uh-huh. The brisket from Brave Horse Tavern and the raclette at Tulalip Station were my favorites. Monica loves to make fun of me. I'm going to give her a gift and loft her a softball here, Monica. <laughs> Monica I love the Bailey's Treat Bar. Okay, you can have at it. <laughs> Oh, I saw that there may have been, may or may not have been some sprinkles, some whipped cream, <laughs> some colorful <laughs> toppings at the Bailey's bar. Was was that it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I just saw Bailey's. I was like, oh, Bailey's. And I saw like a bunch of candy and chocolates and peanut butter cups, sprinkles and all sorts <laughs> of stuff on there. I'm like, what? what is this? It's like, well, we... Pour you some Baileys and you can either have the non-dairy or the or the dairy flavored Baileys and you can dress it up the way you want. And I'm like, yeah, do it. Everything except <laughs> everything except those peppermints, please. Get rid of the, you, can, you can throw those peppermints away, but everything else, star sprinkles, regular sprinkles, give it all to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And you're right, Nelson. Soda Park is a beautiful venue. Actually, my brother and Olivia got married there. Um, so that's the first time I'd been in there. And it's gorgeous. I just love their layout. And in addition to some of the things that you talked about, first of all, I just want to shout out Topo Chico that kept us hydrated all three days. Uh, Topo Chico is one of my favorite mineral waters. And they were at every single event. They were fantastic and definitely helped when I was br taking a break from drinking beer, wine, or spirits. So <laughs> shout out to them. Uh, one of my favorite dishes had to have been the bacon cheddar jalapeno biscuits from Wandering Goose. And so those were delicious. And I'm a huge biscuit fan. And also there was a mini bacon wrap meatloaf. Uh, it was just a little bite with a garlic mash dollop and some ancho ketchup. And that was from Revolve Food and Wine. That was that was a pretty well composed one bite. And of course, Jack's was there with belt beef belly burnt ends and served with sweet potatoes and pickled okra. That was delicious as well. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of meat, lots of proteins. That was fun. Mm. And Topo Chico, look out for that. It's going to be a future sponsor of the Seattle foodie podcast. <laughs> just plugged it. <laughs> for, for sure. And uh, let's see, I don't think I missed anything that night. Actually, that was probably my heaviest drinking night. I think I, um, you said you drank a lot of beer. I think I got you beat that night. I, yeah, it was a good night. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good night. Speaking of heavy drinking nights, let's move on to Friday. Yeah. We got pop at the Great Hall at Union Station. Oh, that's this is such a beautiful venue, Monica. And mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a nice bonus that it's right next to Chinatown too. So if we're still hungry, we just go over there like we did. There's <laughs> definitely plenty of seafood bites. There's plenty of oysters, hama hama. Lots of scallop dishes. I think the bite that all of our friends kept going back to was the poached langoustine crostini from our friend of the podcast, Chef Nick Novello of Fisherman's at Miner's Landing. We also love the chilled Dungeness crab from Ryder and Chef Dan Malahan. Monica, what'd you think about Pop? I loved it. And you're right. It is a beautiful, beautiful building. And there were so many things to sip and drink that night. But I think you got me beat that night. But I love conversation had 110 bramble and that was a little shot of goodness i was just like wow i think can i get like five tickets worth so i can make a glass <laughs> it was it was so refreshing and it went down so easy and it had oregon berry vinegar cordials in it and gin which i love and lemon and rhubarb bitters and seltzer and so it was refreshing it was on point and also i had a couple of great wines i want to shout out um, our friends and actually me too love canned oregon they had pink bubbles and so it's great to have wine in a can very portable easy to buy and cascadia outfitters they were also around every night they had some really delicious rosé and um, i'm not sure if you had any wines or bubbles that stood out for you nelson yeah, let's talk about wine for me on day two because I had quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Guys, if you're not familiar, I'm not usually a big alcohol drinker or alcohol <laughs> consumer, but there was so much wine. I had to indulge. Trinchero Family Estates had a Bueller Rosé that I started off with that was so mm -hmm. good. What Jesse Eats and Mr. Frank's Instagram and I, we drank two of those at the beginning to start off. I don't know if you visit this, but I kept telling you about this. Beringer Vineyards had wine mm. in bourbon barrels and their Cabernet Sauvignon was so good. You can really taste the bourbon. It just has like a little bit of aftertaste in those bourbon barrels. And 
Uh, yeah, I really loved it. It had a really, really good finish to it. And of course, Corbell was pouring out lots of champagne, who is one of the sponsors of Pop. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of bubbles. And then there was, of course, I think I drank maybe three different Pinots, Pinot Noirs. I'm a big yeah, Pinot a good fan. Night. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's a great night. Great we, night. we looked pretty sweet too. We were dressed up. Yeah. And so yeah. It was yeah. it was to the nines. We had <laughs> we had cute shoes. We had cute outfits. Just the perfect perfect setup. Plenty and of tickets, of, and we had yes. plenty of tickets. <laughs> yes, plenty of tickets. And in addition to to the food you already shouted out, I mean, I can't like with fishermen's guys. Where do you ever get to go to one of these events? And literally, Chef Nick Novello is serving langoustine. Like, where do you ever eat langoustine in the city when you go to one of these events? That was so delicious. And, of course, Chef Dan Malahan just kills it. I mean, he makes not only beautifully composed food, but well-balanced. And so I always look forward to whatever fresh dish he's serving. And, and so that was gorgeous and tasty as well. But Tulalip, oh, Tulalip, Chef David Buchanan, he was serving seared scallops. And you know how I am about scallops, Nelson. I'm very particular about them. And to do them in mass production that way, to be searing them and serving them where they're still slightly soft in the middle and you get all that delicious flavor, uh, just did a great job. And so if you're interested in seeing his food, Blackfish Restaurant up in Tulalip. And um, the other one was Ivor's Acres of Clams. They were serving a house potato chip. So they were making potato chips and they were serving Sambuca smoked coho salmon, anise honey vinaigrette and shaved fennel. And that was a delicious and unique bite as well. So, so much good stuff. So much good stuff. Between that from Ivers and Fisherman's Cristini, I mean, we're just mm -hmm. back and forth, just popping them in our yeah. mouth. Pop, 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 <laughs> it was pretty pop, bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> What a great night. But uh, you're right. It was great that it was a close proximity to Chinatown. So, you know, if we're still hungry or just wanted to hang out, we could go do some stuff, which, you know, stuff and things happen. Absolutely. And then finally on Saturday, it was the Grand Tasting at Bell Harbor. Monica, we did this last year. I won a giveaway from Emerald Palette. And this year we got to go check it out. We even got into the VIP. That was really awesome. I just have to say the presenting sponsor of this, oh, yeah. the grand tasting Tulalip resort and casino, they brought it with their taste mm -hmm. of Tulalip literally took out one half of the second floor. I mean, they brought <laughs> bites from all of the restaurants and they had a coffee stand too with mm -hmm. cold nitro brew. My favorite bite there was the lamb mezzaluna from Tulabene Pastoria and chop house. Mm -hmm. On the first floor, I also loved the pozole stew from La Carta de Oaxaca. Mm -hmm. They also had hibiscus agua fresca. Mm -hmm. And so I poured I poured my wine cup and filled it up. <laughs> and our friends go like, man, that's a big wine pour. I was like, no, 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 not a wine pour. That was my agua fresca. That's my, from La Carta de Oaxaca. <laughs> I know. I saw you because they had these little cups next to the next to the gallons, and I saw you. You were just filling it up. I was like, "Where's it going?" I was like, "That's like a tanker. Just bring a growler already. Come on, man. What's happening?" <laughs> that was pretty fantastic. The gentleman working at La Carta de Oaxaca he goes like, "It's really good, huh?" I was like, "Oh yeah, it's really good." I was like, second <laughs> cup, second cup filling." Uh, Monica, what did? Tell me some of your favorite bites at the Grand Tasting. Yeah, I agree with you about Tulalip. Um, you know, you and I visited Tulalip last year and they brought it. And, you know, years ago, I would have never thought of Tulalip as a food destination, but 
having all of their restaurants there representing various cuisines and people being able to try the food is just amazing to me. Their desserts. They had a pastry shop. They were killing it. They had two desserts, but my favorite was the flavors of tiramisu budino. And so this was like caramelized Valhona white chocolate pudding layered with marzipan blondie, strawberry sorbetto. And they were serving sorbetto. And I was just like, wow, look, they're just like, they just got it out there and it's going so fast. Like it's not melting. And it had fresh strawberries on it and Marcona almonds. I wanted to eat so many of those, but you know, we had had brunch earlier that day. So I, I, I just stopped at one. Another one from Cedar's Cafe was the Dungeness Crab Tostada. I'm just a sucker for crab. I just love it so much. And so that was served um, on a crispy corn tostada. So that was beautiful as well. And I'm trying to think, there was so much to eat. Definitely, I love gnocchi. So stopping by gnocchi bar to see Lisa Nakamura, that was cool. And, you know, since I was all in, I just went for it with full tilt ice cream and they bought salted caramel ice cream. I've been a huge mm. fan of full tilt for many years because um, they also offer a lot of um, dairy free options. But that's not what I had that day. <laughs> so they're super cool. And just so many, so many places. I normally don't eat clams, but they had, but Anthony's Pier 66 had a wonderful clam dish that they had that was really, really delicious. The grand tasting, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Monica. After the first two days of eating, I was starting to slow down, but there were some drinks I really liked. There was a wild tonic hard June kombucha. They have mm -hmm. a blueberry basil and strawberry blood orange that was really delicious. As soon as you walked in, they were one of the first vendors out there. There were over 35 wineries represented at the Grand Tasting, Monica. Just wineries alone. I didn't even mention I didn't even mention the other distilleries or breweries that were there. I mean, there was guys, there's so much, so much drinking, so much eating at this Grand Tasting. You have to go next year. It's a can't miss event, I think, in Seattle. Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, buy your tickets early and there's obviously tons of discount. Tons of us were giving out discounts, um, 20 to 50%. And so really totally worth it. I mean, you won't be sorry if you love, if you love to eat and drink, this is the place for you. I mean, I think, let's see, what did I have? I went to Wildcraft Cider Works and they had this uh, restoration Perry and I just love Perry's. They're just sort of my style. They're also a member of Northwest Cider Association. So for that, check out our interview with Emily Ritchie. Um, but I loved it so much. I was like, oh, man, I'm wondering, like, just can I get a bottle? And also San Juan Seltzer. I mean, they had some beautiful flavors there that day. Fuji Apple and Rainier Cherry are two of my favorites. Um, but so much good stuff, Nelson. So hard to choose. Mm -hmm. I, I also forgot to mention Piroshki Piroshki was there. Yeah. So, you know, I was popping in those cheese Piroshki. So. Yeah, you were. I lost you at one point. Like I turned around when we were going upstairs and I'm like, what's happened? I thought we were going upstairs and you're at Proski Proski. I'm just like, dude. <laughs> I had to grab some. It was so good. Yeah, because you never go to Proski Proski. <laughs> well, look at that. I mean, it's like I didn't have to wait in line like I normally That's do at true. Pike Place Market That's or true. if I go to or if I'm at Pacific Place. So I was like, yeah. hey, I'm going to take advantage of this. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, what what a great time! I mean, the last the last three days, it has been. Uh, I, I'm seriously, I'm gonna have to do some sort of detox or something like that because <laughs> it is. It was a lot of eating, Monica. I'm not gonna lie to you. I know you say that, but like when it was over, like today's the one day of being over. We had two lunches today, Nelson. <laughs> yeah, second lunch. Second lunch. We had two lunches today. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I agree. We should go on a detox, but we're not off to a great start, guys. No. We do it all for you, Seattle. Look at the sacrifices <laughs> that we make. We do it all for you. <laughs> like when we went to the first place, you're just like, should we get two burgers? I'm all, really? No, we're getting one burger. We have a lunch after this. <laughs> We do it we do it all for you. We sacrifice our bodies for you. <laughs> oh, so much food. But what a great time. And so I was really glad we had the opportunity to attend some of those other Seattle wine events because like you said, last year we went to the Grand Tasting. That was plenty. But they all really have a different character to them. And the different venues is just fantastic. It's a great way to see different places and to try different things. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I mean, they, they all had different styles and their foods was really really different i mean if you're a big seafood fan go on friday if you like beer and meats go on thursday or you want to drink all the wine in the world then you go to the grand tasting i mean mm -hmm. it's just it's just it's just a fun experience that's i encourage everyone purchase a three-day pass you won't regret it yeah all right monica we got through it Woo! yeah Woo. it's a good thing we didn't do an interview because that was a lot of eating that we just did this past week <laughs> uh, yeah it, things are things are slowing down next week we have maybe a couple things i have restaurant after hours we also are going to lady yum so macarons sit up let's do it is that is that a verb macaron it yeah macaron, macaron it up, up. yeah <laughs> it's macarons and mischief that's right that's right <laughs> All right, everyone. I think that's it for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. Happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at SeattleFoodiePodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.